Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's the tax man. He may not be a superhero, but Tony Morrow has saved many retirement plans with his nearly superhuman knowledge of tax planning strategies. It's time for Plan with the Tax Man. Welcome into another edition of Plan with a Tax Man with Tony Morrow from Tax Doctor Inc. and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And this week, retirement planning for business owners. Uh, you know, Tony, you've been getting more and more questions about some things. Obviously, it's tax season as well, but just in general, I think this sometimes is an underutilized conversation point, uh, at least from uh, you know a podcasting standpoint. So let's spend a little bit of time this week talking about business owners and how to get ready for retirement or even just kind of keep it in your mind because often as business owners, we tend to push some of those things off. Uh, and so I think it'd be a good topic, but you know, how are you doing this week, first of all? Yeah, we're doing good, you know, right in the middle of the throes of tax season. So getting busy there, but- Wall to wall, huh? Yeah, you know, it, it's starting, definitely, but- I mean, you know, we've, we've been doing it a while. We're, we're, we're fairly used to it. Uh, got some new processes in place with right. this whole virtual stuff. But other than that, yeah, we're good. We're, we're, we're hanging in. Well, if you didn't check out our last podcast, folks, we were talking about some tax tips. So on the prior one, you can go check that out. Go to, to uh, yourplanningpros.com and you can check out our past podcasts and subscribe to the show if you'd like to as well. Usually a couple of useful nuggets here and there on each show that might benefit you. So go check that out at yourplanningpros.com or just subscribe at Plan with the Tax Man on whatever app you like to use, Apple, Google, Spotify. You can just type that into the search box of each app and find it that way, Plan with the Tax Man. All right, so let's talk about some business stuff. Um, you know, business plan in general. I think, Tony, is there a misconception or just kind of that premise that, hey, you know, if I execute my business plan, you know, to the best of my ability and, you know, that the retirement portion will kind of take care of itself. I think it's maybe easy to fall into that because we're pumping so much of our heart and soul into this thing. But often, I, I think most business owners, I've done this myself as a small business owner a couple of times, is you forget to pay yourself or even your future self, because you're so worried about keeping the business, you know, especially for small businesses. This topic, I mean, we could we could talk about for hours, really, because and I love talking with my uh, accounting clients because we have we service a lot of business owners, you know, and and do their monthly accounting. And we also serve as their financial advisors, so it kind of crosses over. But you're right, a lot of people get into business and they they do they they live it and breathe it. And they want to make it, you know, not only go well, because they, they have to do that to make a living, to pay their own bills, but they often forget and, and many, many never think about putting any money away for retirement. And we try to help them. We try to get them to pay themselves first and use the profit first methods and try to really make sure that they're, even if we just start out very small, sticking some money aside, not only for retirement, but for everyday stuff. And it's amazing with their eyes light up as soon as you start talking tax deductions for you know for potentially <laughs> right. putting money away. But right. we try to help them through that because what we try to tell them is that, you know, unlike somebody working for somebody else, nobody's looking out for us. If if you don't do this, yeah. you will have nothing but, you know, some social security and that's it. And that's yeah. going to be lower than, you know, a lot of times than it might be if you were working for somebody else as a regular W-2 employee, because if you're not paying yourself, to my point earlier, or not paying yourself as much as you should be, well, your Social Security is going to be lower. Social Security is going to be lower. And we try to get them out of that mindset that, you know, you need to be paying something into Social Security. Right. You know, I mean, when a lot of people come to us, they say, well, you know, I, I want to I do my accounting, but, I, you know, I, 
here's what they all say. I don't want to pay tax. And, <laughs> right. uh, and oh, by the way, I want a great retirement. Well, you know, that's, first of all, I mean, you know, you, you're, everybody's supposed to pay tax on their net income, you know, their legal net income. Right. And you don't want to be afraid of that. You know, you, you want to be able to um, make money. You want to be able to pay your, your share into Social Security, but that's not going to be enough. And, you know, that's why we have, to, we have to try to show them in some real numbers that, you know, if you don't do anything, you're going to pour all these years into this and only have this much. And, you know, is, yeah. is that worth it? Well, and that's really where the topic of conversation this week comes in, because what is the value of it? You know, what is your plan for retirement? If you're not paying yourself properly or paying your future self, again, that's a really important way of thinking about this. You know, we put our heart and soul into our own small business, Tony, and we might think it's worth a lot more than it maybe actually is. Or is the thing even sellable? You know, uh, people will sometimes get into that situation where they're like, well, I have, you know, I've done all this, 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 and this, and you know what you've sunk into it. But is there another person out there who's willing to take that on when you choose to retire? And what does that look like in the process of selling that business? I think that's another underserved, under-talked about point of being a small business owner. Yeah, it really is. Especially when you get into, you know, if you're in your 50s and running the business and, you know, it's Many business owners, I think, believe that well, I'll either just run this until you know until I die, right? Yeah. Uh, or if they want out, they think that it's worth much, much more than it really is. I mean, in, in almost all cases, they think somebody's going to come in and and just you know buy them out and give them this big multiple of their revenue or net income, and that's not the case, especially in service businesses. Yeah. You know, and that's you, all been changed have, too. It's all been changed. Yeah. And you know, it really is. I mean, even if you take take my business, I mean, you know, I, I don't really have any assets. My my asset is really my clients. And anybody that was going to come in and buy my business, they would be foolish to come in and cash me out. Uh, you know, they and I know that. You know, they're they're going to want want to pay over time based on how much business they can retain. And I think you know that a lot of owners just think somebody's going to come and write them a big fat check, and that's yeah. not going to happen. And that's if, and I think my business, and, and but we're always working on it, is much more systematized and able to run without me, the key player, than most. That's a and great most, point. Yeah. Yeah. Most businesses, owners, you know, you take them out of the, the equation and the business just folds. Most people that want to come in and buy a business, they're looking to make money at it. They may or may not want to be you and, you know, work 12, 15 hours a day, you know, weekends, things like that. They may want to hire this out. and if they do that, there may not be the money there that, that you take. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things to, to take in, into consideration. I, I really like that thought too, Tony, because often, especially for small, we're talking small business here, of course, and this can change as the business grows to a certain size and it kind of moves itself into a small, medium, or even a medium-sized business. But for a lot of small businesses, a lot of mom and pops, if you will, if you want to use that kind of terminology, are you building a business or is the business you, right? So if you're really the key thing and everyone knows you and they they enjoy coming to the place because of you and you retire, how does that make that viable for the next owner or for even, let's say, your children? You know, maybe, many people who have a small business think, hey, you know, my kids are going to take it over. They're going to run it for me. Maybe one of your kids already works with you. Or maybe they don't. I mean, there's so many questions there. They might not want it. They might not want anything to do with it. You know, uh, they right. want to have their own. I mean, there's just so many variables when you're talking about how to step away and transition into retirement, especially if you have not been paying yourself, which was kind of our you know, key and most important exactly. point, really. 
what what do we do there, right? I mean, how do we go about you know rationalizing that when you're talking with people? Do you get those? Do people think that far ahead, or are they kind of not really you know visualizing that? Yeah, on the business side, with the people we talk to that are our accounting clients, they 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 never give it a thought. In fact, I'm going through right now as our first couple of Zoom meetings with these clients mm-hmm. in 2021 and updating our communications because I ask them every year. You right. know, the, some of these questions that they don't think about is you know, and then I write it down so we can go over it next year, saying, "Are we any closer to?" You know, here's what you said last year, a year ago, because, you know, I, <laughs> I, I took notes and, right. you know, what are we going to do here? You know, and because it doesn't make a lot of sense to, you know, keep going and going and going if you're not thinking about these, because there is going to be an end. I mean, it's it just, it's inevitable. And yeah, father time catches that, everybody. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it just is, uh, I don't think enough business owners pay attention to it. Or like I say, they, they overvalue what the business is uh, truly worth to, to outsiders. Well, let's circle back real quick to the family bit, just in case, because again, a lot mm-hmm. of no, I know a lot of small businesses feel as though it's going to be a family affair. We kind of start it, you know, especially if it starts to become successful. We think, hey, this is something a part of my legacy, right? That I can leave to, yeah. Yeah. you know, family members. Um, some good thoughts to to maybe ponder there. I had a business with some family members uh, myself a couple years ago. We did not think through the endpoint transition very well, and it got a little ugly, and it got mm-hmm. a little unfortunate because you know we had some some animosity between family members, and that's certainly not something that you want. Any tidbits or, or tips for us to ponder in that respect? You know, from what I see, and and I haven't had to deal with that personally yet. Although I do have a younger son who's now twenty five, but mm-hmm. he you know absolutely has no interest. <laughs> at this point in coming right. into the business. I wish he I wish he did. Right. But you know, he's got to go out and live his own life That's and, true. and yeah. do what he can. And and you know, I think there's a couple things at, at play here. If you're gonna have family involved, I think you really need to think it through. You need to sit down and decide, let's say you have a son or a daughter wants to come in the business, is how are they gonna make a living while you still make need to make a living while you're teaching them the business? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you, you can't Many times, just step out and say, "I'm not going to take anything" because you're not quite ready to retire, right? And they and they don't know the business and could run it right into the ground for you, uh, you know, just just because. And I think that's one thing that you know you got to. I would say to get them in, start them slow, start them, you know, at the bottom, and see if they like it, you know, uh, and see if they have the acumen to you know possibly grow into running a business. Many many don't, you know, and then you end that's up fighting point, and have a yeah. lot of like say bad, bad feelings about it and whatnot. But I think what most business owners do is they, what I see is they'll have a, a son or daughter helping them, you know, kind of in the business. And they think it's going to be just, okay, this person's going to take over. Many of the times that son or daughter says, you know what, I, I don't like this. I'm, I, I want out. Yeah. And, and that, so it doesn't work like that sometimes. A lot of times, uh, you know, maybe they don't have the same work ethic you do as a, as a, a father or mother, and you know you want to kill them half the time you know, when <laughs> when you're working with them. So I think there's a lot there's a lot on the emotional side. There's a lot on the financial side. I mean, if it ever gets to that, that you have to think through and get some advice on. It can work, and and I, I think all of us business owners would love nothing more than to just like you said, pass on, have a legacy, get get your kids involved, right, and, right, and do that. But I I think it goes back to the first point though. You you got to save for this retirement because you can't count on them running it and helping take care of you. 
Yeah, I mean, right, or selling it or any of the other pieces we covered, right? Yeah. And I would say on the family aspect, one other piece just from personal experience is maybe treat it as though, especially if you plan to step away, if you plan to step away and have family, whether it's you know kids or siblings or whatever, go ahead and treat it like the sale of to, that you would to any other person. Right. And, and I know that might be difficult, but if you can't do that, then maybe it's not the right situation because have some documentation in place clearly spelling out who's going to what and what's going to happen. And that can avoid some of those hurt family feelings down the pike. You know, if you do it ahead of time going into it and everybody signs contracts or, you know, documents or whatever, then it's clear, right? There's There's clear. clearly defined and it's not just kind of, Word of mouth. And unfortunately, for many family-owned businesses, word of mouth is what happens. And I think that's where a lot of failures also pop up because, you know, well, I never said that or we never agreed to this or, you know, come on, dad or mom, you know, can't you cut me a break or, you know, whatever that might look like. And you got to think about it in terms of what kind of pressure are you putting back on your own family if you go to retire and can't and you've sold them or given them the business. And, and to your point, Tony, they're not able to quite run it the same way. Now you've got to lean on them, uh, you yeah. know, personally, you know, in your personal retirement aspect, you need help in that range, you know, so it just can be very cyclical. And so you've got to be really careful. And I think documentation, clarification, being slow, some of the, the tips that you brought up today, really good points. Yeah. I mean, the, the legal stuff I think has to, has to be in place uh, for sure. But I, I think another thing, that's the thing that I thought of with, with my own business, uh-huh. I think people got to think of is, you know, the business has been good for me per se. What's the model going to look like in 15, 20 years from now? And, you know, if my son were to take it over, let's say, and, you know, you know how fast things are changing these yeah. days, is, is, is it still a viable business? You know, when yep. he's at, you know, in his 40s and boy, I'd hate to have him just, you know, have as any parent would, uh, you know, maybe not be able to run it just because of that. And then the next thing you know, he's got nothing in his mid forties, fifties. And and now what? Very true. And, yeah. Uh, if you had so a video, I, if you had a video rental business, right. You might've thought that yeah. was going to go on forever. <laughs> right. You know, so, I mean, I, I think all of us, whatever business we're in always have to be thinking of that because stuff changes so quickly. Yeah. Technology well, it's the, the, the staples, right. I mean, one would think that, well, you know what, bars and restaurants, will always people always want, will want to eat and drink. So we're pretty good there. Now granted there's a lot of them so it's kind of, you know fairly cutthroat business. You've got right, to have a good right. product and so on and so forth. But then we have something like the pandemic happen, you know, yes. and how many wind up having to suffer through that and maybe don't come back at all. So like anything, I mean, having a small business is tough. It's hard work and sometimes it's a, it's a bit of it's a bit of luck as well as a bit of uh, that business plan and planning. There's a lot of components in there and one of those things you can't forget to do is from the get-go, as we said with the first piece of this, pay yourself, pay your future self as well. Work it into the budget of the business so that no matter what happens, you are setting yourself up to be able to hopefully retire, whether it's successful uh, and you you know sell it off or give it to the family or whatever the case is, whatever the end game is, that way you know you're set for your own retirement because you know the concept of just working until we can no longer work, it sounds great. Doesn't always fall out the way we want it to, you know. There's a number of things that can happen. So hopefully, people yeah. picked up a couple of you know useful nuggets from today's show. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything else that uh, we need to add to that uh, that I might have missed? I would say in this area, I, I would def. My last tidbit is definitely reach out to whoever you use as an advisor, whether it's an attorney, an accountant, uh, somebody to help work through th- these things because there are a lot of issues at play here. Yeah. And uh, 
I would just I would seek seek a lot of advice. Oh, you know what? I did have a thought. So if you are you know paying yourself or going to say, hey, you know what? I got a small business. This is good advice. I need to start doing this. Uh, you know, we, you know, we're not doing the traditional, many small businesses can't afford to set up, you know, plans for themselves or their employees. What's an avenue for them to maybe pursue putting some money away, Tony, just a standard, let's just a simple IRA, uh, some sort of a SEP. What's some, what's some thoughts there? Yeah. Some easy stuff. You know, if you're out on your own or only have a few employees and, you know, I mean, 401ks are, are great, but they, they have a lot of rules and you can't discriminate against employees and whatnot. And, so, I mean, if, at its simplest form, start just start a regular traditional or Roth IRA, you know, just on your own, mm-hmm. try to max it out. Um, if you want to go a little further and, and you want to say, well, I want to be able to, to contribute more, then I would suggest like a simple IRA and or a SEP and, uh, you know, and ask your advisor uh, about those plans because you can stick more in them. And of course, it helps you tax wise, too. So it's a it's a double edge good thing or double whammy. <laughs> double whammy. There you go. Yeah. yeah so whammy. there's some, there's some avenues out there. And again, it is tough for small businesses to set things up for, you know, themselves and their staff. And so it may just be something where you're doing just a simple retirement account for yourself. And that's why, I, you know, kind of keep stressing that point of paying your future self. You know, if you're 45 or 50 and you've got a small business that's doing pretty good, don't forget about the 65-year-old version of yourself, right? So it's mm-hmm. a, it's a coming. So it's coming. <laughs> give, give them some money to work with as well. All right. Well, that's going to do it this week for us here on Playing with the Tax Man. So if you've got a small business, hopefully this helped you out. If you need some help, as Tony mentioned, reach out to someone, a qualified professional to help uh, set up a retirement account for yourself and whatever that might look like, or even the business. And of course, Tony can help by simply giving him a call at 844-707-7381. That's how you reach out to him at 844-707-7381. Or you can always stop by the website, yourplanningpros.com. That's yourplanningpros.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, whatever platform you use. Tony's been doing this for 23 plus years. Uh, he's a CFP and an EA, so a great resource for you to tap into. And that's going to do it, my friend. I'm going to let you get out of here this week. Thank you so much. I'll let you get back into those uh, those tax documents. Hope you have a great week, okay. and I'll see, you, <laughs> I'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks for your time, Tony. We'll catch you later here on Plan with the Tax Man with Tony Morrow. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency.